Hello and welcome to It Ain't So Black and White. I'm here with my good friend, Amon Edwards. I'm Richie Lyons. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? We back with week two. Let's get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ma. Now we're going to start down with the rundown. Uh, let's see what we got in store for today. It was a busy week. It was a super busy week, bro. I started my research lab this week. Did you? Yeah, it's with like a bunch of like mice and stuff. And like these like, like invent like uh, viruses into their head. And stuff. It's, it's really cool, bro. I mean, yeah. except to the part where we got to like kill them. <laughs> we got to put them in like a little box and just like put a whole bunch of CO2 in the box. And then they just start wiggling. <laughs> and then they just lay flat. And then we just take them out because euthanize. Okay, I'm on. So getting. we're getting right into the hard stuff already. So Texas passed the abortion law. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you end up reading about it? I did read a little bit about it. Uh, so it's not a full ban to say. It's more after six weeks, after his cardiac uh, activities, mm -hmm. then it's banned. Then you can't do it. And it's very limiting resources a lot. Brad, do you know something like weird about that law? What? That is not enforced by, like, judges, bro. Yeah. So, like, like the state of Texas is not going to charge you for having an abortion, but, like, it's the civilians that yeah. can sue somebody. Like, anybody who took part in the abortion besides the mother. You can sue anybody who took part in the abortion. So, like, you can sue the doctor. Yeah. You can sue, like, the, the, the dad if he advocated for it. And, and the most funny thing I've seen, bro, you can sue the Uber driver. If, if the Uber driver drove her to the hospital... You can sue him. Huh. Wow. Okay. Well, we better keep secrets then. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then I also saw there's no exceptions. If it was, no yeah. matter how babies conceive, age, any of that, there's no exceptions to it. Uh, so it's not very lenient. And I think they tried to overturn it, but they lost about five to four, I think I saw, yeah. on the New York Times. I, I've read mostly from the New York Times. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird law, bro. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I ain't, you know, yeah. I, ain't, I ain't just necessarily for abortion. We aren't women, so it's not really our uh, space to really talk about it that much. But I just wanted to get a quick overview, and let's go to, to yeah. the next topic. So Meg the Stallions and Polo G are performing at Summerfest. It's a very, that was a very big tonal shift. <laughs> Man. But uh, what are your thoughts on Meg the Stallion? Man, okay, like I said last week <laughs> about this rap, I don't, I don't really like, really like, like the the way she just carries. Like, like, wait, women, <laughs> <laughs> wait. you really just came hey, on the wrong hey, side, woman today, hey, ain't it? Hold on, let me wait. No, hold on, let me, let me listen to me now. When I say I don't really like Megan Thee because I got little sisters, yeah, and I know Megan, I know my little sisters listen to Megan Thee Stallion. And yeah. she undoubtedly influences the way my little sister behave. And I, I, I don't know, man. It's just like I wouldn't want my kids listening. I mean, my kids or my little sister listening to Megan Stain. But I know it's like I can't control what they yeah, listen to. Yeah, I bro. definitely think it's more adult music, definitely. I don't think you should have, like, kids really listen to. Because I know Cardi B said the same thing. She said that her music's not for kids. It's for adults. It's your fault if you let your kid listen to it. But kids are going to listen to it no matter what. They'll find a way. But I mean, I I kind of like Meg the Sounds music. Not gonna lie, she has some flows. I like. Bro, that's because you like black girls, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to the next topic. So Elon Musk is sending civilians into space. Wait, rechange that sent civilians. Sent though. Yeah, they they I, sent them. Um, I think yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, I didn't see that. I just I wrote that down when I saw the first article. Bro, that's so like imagine going to space. Would bro. you do that? Would you go on a trip? Bro, I'd have to go, bro, just to prove because I know some flat earthers. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know some flat earthers, some people who believe the earth flat. And yeah. and I just want to go up there and take a picture of it. <laughs> and just like just like lean out the lean out the shuttle with a with a window at. Yeah. And just take a picture and be like, bro, I told you. Because <laughs> like it's just like the amount of people who think the earth flat, it's just like, bro. Yeah, hey. you're definitely right. Uh, <laughs> it's wild, but you think they just say, you know, you photoshopped or something. Robert. I mean, they don't really, I don't think they really listen that well to anything you say if they're a flat earther. Uh, I feel like I would, see, I'd be scared yeah. at first. 
Because I also don't even like flying planes. You really you don't like flying planes? No, I don't like flying planes. Right. But uh, I would rather fly any day than drive. I mean, I would, just because if I'm the one driving. But I don't know, flying's not. Uh, I've never really enjoyed it. Really? Uh, going to space is a lot. But but my friend was telling me that he don't that he'd rather drive. Then fly any day because of what flying does to his ears. I was like, I got to do this. Yes, that actually happens to me. What? The, the ear the things? The things. Yes, it hurts my ears so badly. It's I, like a pain I've never felt before. It's the weirdest pain. I can't even describe how it is. I know what you mean, bro. It kind of like feel like it's like beating in your ear or something like that. Like, cause like, it's, I just keep yawning. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not the ear pops, really. It's because, you know, I have to chew gum to try and get my ears to pop to do that. And, mm-hmm. uh, but when you, like either when you're descending, like when you're landing or you're going off. When you're going off, when you're taking off, it's not as bad. But when you're landing, it just like feels your ears like I I don't even know how to describe it. Like imploding on itself is like the only way I can describe it. And it's just like yeah, I don't have that problem. Oh yeah, no, it hurts really badly. Uh, chewing gum don't even do nothing for me, to be honest. Like I, I chew gum normally. Like, well, it's like how you know how you say you yawn to pop your ears. It's yeah. that movement of your mouth. I yeah. mean, everybody does different things. Gum usually works pretty well. Uh, but let's go to, on to the next topic. Robert Clemente. Oh, you want to go to that one first? Robert Clemente, man. I have Robert. Not- you saying Robert? Yeah, Robert it's Roberto. Cle- Oh, it's Roberto? It's Roberto Clemente. <laughs> Roberto. Okay, so it was Roberto Clemente day the other day in the MLB. As most of you know, I am from Pittsburgh. I love Roberto Clemente. We learned about Roberto Clemente in like third grade. We had like a whole unit on him. A whole and Amon unit. does not know who this man is. I do not know who Roberto Clemente is. <sighs> Bro, but it's because like I'm not a – like I love baseball. That's my favorite sport to play. But – I don't watch baseball, nor do I know, like, any baseball people. Like, only people I know for baseball are, like, three people. I know Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, and I know David Ortiz. I know a few <laughs> other names, but, like, them the big three that I know. Okay. Bro. Well, Roberto Clemente is one of the greatest baseball players of all time. He played for the Pittsburgh Pirates in the 60s and 70s. He won a World Series with us, him and Willie Sargell. He was one of the first, like, Puerto Rican players to really become – famous i don't know if he was the first like puerto rican player but it's a big pride i know my barber in milwaukee is from puerto rico and he was just talking to me about roberto clemente it's a big sense of pride for them it's hispanic heritage month so they're celebrating roberto clemente and roberto clemente did a lot for the community and all that he was good friends with martin luther king jr really and uh when roberto clemente was i think he was 38 he uh i think it was a hurricane hit puerto rico and Roberto Clemente flew out to help his community, and uh, the plane crashed on the way, killing him. And I don't think there were any survivors actually. Uh, when he was thirty, he was still—I'm pretty sure he's still playing baseball uh, when he died. Really? And yeah, but he died trying to help other people. And he's an amazing guy. We have a bridge named after him. We have a statue of him up. Everybody still wears Roberto Clemente jerseys at Pirate games. He's really just known as like i say other than it's between him i'd say mario lemieux who's like the goat of pittsburgh sports man wait let me let me go back bro i i never noticed like how many famous people died in plane crashes or like flight class until hey, kobe died bro another reason <laughs> bro. for not flying bro but for oh for not flying yeah bro, I'm, I'm gonna keep flying bro if i go out in the plane so be it if i, if I go out, <laughs> at least i was getting there faster I, at least I, I i got to somewhere faster <laughs> when i went on that plane but what i'm saying though like i ain't noticed that the most people i mean that a lot of people died like on planes until kobe died bro and it's just yeah. like well it's like a safe way to travel but i feel like if you're in a plane crash like you have a better chance of surviving a car crash but you have a better chance of getting in a car crash you know what i'm saying Bro, so my grandma used to have his boyfriend, right? And one day we was arguing about like why he wouldn't fly. So I was like, I was like, you'd never fly? He was like, no. Nah. I was like, it's safer to fly on a plane than it is to drive in a car. And he was like, yeah, but if your transmission messing up in your car, you could pull over on the side of the road. That's true. But he said, if the transmission messing up in the plane or the engine messing up in the plane, he said, you can't pull over on no cloud. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you can't pull over on no cloud and just sit there and just fix it. And he made sense. When he said that, I shut up because I, I ain't had no comeback. I was yeah. like, man. That does make sense, but 
Uh, back to Roy Clemente, what we were saying. So MLB, everybody wore 21, as they do with Jackie Robinson, too. Everybody wears 42. So celebrating Roy Clemente. They have a reward, so you know how the NFL has the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Yeah. The uh, MLB has the same thing, but Roberto Clemente is what it's named after. Uh, and they're talking about retiring 21 throughout the league, which is the only other person that has their number retired throughout the league is, of course, Jackie Robinson. And I'm all for it. Uh, 21 is Roberto's number, and it should forever be Roberto's number. Man, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about Roberto. But, I mean, if he had that big of an impact, I mean, retire his number. I think they should re- retire Kobe's he had number. A, yeah, but uh, Roberto, my mom, she would always tell us. So, you know how, like, on nine, everybody's, like, they remember where they are at on 9-11. Mm-hmm. My mom my grandparents are all, like, they remember where they were at when they heard Roberto died. Yeah. It's just he has such a big impact on Pittsburgh, on Puerto Rican community, and just I mean all of baseball, all of the world. He's a great guy. I think they should retire twenty one. I'm definitely for it. I have my Roberto jersey too. Wait, so wait, I got a question. So <laughs> do you? So I was in Chicago, right? On yeah. Nine, on nine eleven, I probably said this already, but I was in Chicago on nine eleven and did not know that it was nine eleven. Until I looked up he at the means, building. Okay, just to clarify, it means like 9-11 like a few days ago. <laughs> not actual 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like I knew like I was in Chicago on September 11th. But I didn't know it was like the the like, the like day 9-11. Like it didn't ring in my head yeah. when I looked at the date. Until like I was like downtown. And I seen on the building it said never forget. And I looked at it. I was like, what are they talking about? <laughs> like, what are they talking about? You forgot. About? <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, and it made me think, bro, like. Do you think uh, like they'll ever forget about like? Do you think like a hundred years in the future they'll still be doing remember nine eleven? Yeah, it had such a big impact in the world because you gotta think about it. all these, most of these Middle East uh, wars started because of nine eleven too. So you gotta count all the deaths that happened in those wars, all that violence that happened because of nine eleven too. You know, you gotta rope all that in, and it's just what I about mean, what about three hundred years from now? I mean, probably. We're still talking about the Revolutionary War. Now, here's the thing. This is the reason I'm asking this. So, uh, slavery, right? <laughs> slavery was like two, 200 years ago. Oh, a little less, probably. Oh, wait. 1863. What was that? 200 years ago, almost. Yeah, almost 260, 200 years ago, right? When, when you talk to somebody about slavery or somebody brings up a slavery, they'll be like, let it go, bro. That happened so long ago. Like, have yeah. you ever heard somebody make that point? Yeah. But then, so you bring up 9 11, they're just like, oh, never forget. And <laughs> just like, <laughs> I heard Dave Chappelle make that point, and I was like, bro, he is not lying, bro, because like, I've heard that so many times. So, yeah. do you think they'll like continue to you celebrate 9 11 like they do, or do have a in remembrance? Yeah, I think they will. I think we still remember slavery. Uh, you do have people like that, <laughs> but I feel like those are people whose families probably benefited from slavery back in the day and they just let that narrative go on or something. I don't know. I don't know if it's just just white folks. Though, I think I that's like I, that's a strong minority. Because you will, I mean, I guess you do see in a lot of these schools they have those trying to whitewash history sort of and get take a lot of that out of textbooks. Uh, but you can't tell the story of America without slavery. You can't tell the story of America without 9-11. I think if America's still here, and his story's still being told, you're going to have that. Because you need to have that to tell the story. You also need Donald Trump. <laughs> bro. Yeah, you need I feel like Donald Trump, Trump, bro. Like, in, like, 20 years from now. You know how we learned about, like, like Watergate in school? Yeah. We're like, what was that, Ronald Reagan or Richard Nixon? Ooh, yeah, oh. Nixon. Yeah, Nixon. You know how we learned about it in school? I feel yeah. like they're going to learn about, like, Trump in school. Yeah, Trump's going to be interesting in school. Because I was actually talking about, I don't know who I was talking to this about today. But I was talking about how you don't really need to become a politician. You don't need to be, like, learn about being a politician. You don't have to do policy or anything. But the main thing that I think is most important if you want to get elected is marketing. I say if you're in policy you want to be a politician, you should minor in marketing. Because you have to market yourself in uh, such a way to get elected. And really looking at Donald Trump's campaign, you can love him or hate him, but man... Did he market himself well? He knew who he wanted to market himself, market himself to, and he did it. He did a stellar job. He knew how to get onto the news. He knew he got so much free publicity from just what he was saying. 
because how good he was at marketing himself. And I think, especially uh, poli-sci students, you should learn about him because it really, like, nobody thought Donald Trump was going to win that election when he Man. first entered. Everybody thought it was a joke. I seen a video, bro. Um, real Donald Trump had said something about Barack Obama, and he said something about being a president, and then Barack Obama was like, at least I'll go down as a president. And yeah. then, like, the next script was Donald Trump's inauguration. I was like, dang. Yeah. Bro. It was so funny. But, like, with the, the Donald Trump thing, it was just, like, he was so different. Because, like, most politicians, when they run, they come at you emotionally. Like, if you see Kamala Harris give a speech or she'll be she'll be looking at you, her hot eyes getting watery, saying things slow, trying to make your yeah. heart feel some type of way. But Donald Trump, he just did not care. He came out. He was like, fake news. Yeah, well, we're going to do this. You see a lot of those politicians. They try to market themselves to everybody. They really do. They, they want everybody's vote. Donald Trump realized that you don't need everybody's vote. You don't even need half the vote. You just need to win the states you need to win. He, why would If you're a Republican, why would you go to California? You're yeah. not going to win it. You have to really have an intense marketing plan to win an election. And Donald Trump did. He knew his crowd. He catered to his crowd. It's really something to study. It's really something to look at because you can call him dumb. I don't think he's very oh, smart. I, I don't but, think he's dumb. I think he's very smart, bro. But what he did in that 2016 election, he didn't do it as well in the 2020 election, basically mostly because how he talked about COVID. Mm-hmm. But Chinese virus. Yeah. Chinese. But uh, <laughs> that 2016 election, he really did an amazing job in that election, that marketing and all that. Richie, you know you kind of sound like a Trump supporter. Over I right. am not a Trump supporter. <laughs> do not ever say that. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I've taken marketing classes. I study a lot of politicians and how they won their elections, and it's really something. And he changed the whole culture. Hey I mean, guys. America really took a change. Like, the politicians, everybody is trying to be like Donald Trump now. Hey, guys, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. Richie type in girls is any girl, but she cannot be a Trump supporter. She that's his. Uh, that, <laughs> that is his. That is his only reason. You could be short, fat, long hair, no hair. <laughs> you can. You can be it all. You can have one eye, one leg, no kneecaps. <laughs> but if you, if <laughs> as long as you don't support Trump, you are on the table for Richie, bro. You are on the table okay. for Richie. Let's go on to the next topic. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even know how we got on Donald Trump, but uh, so it's Hispanic Celebration Month. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? Like, do you think it's good to have a whole month celebrate a culture? Yeah, man. I, I mean, I love Mexican food. I know, I know, Hispanics are more than Mexicans, guys. So don't don't <laughs> just come at me, man. But just to say, it, I love Mexican food. Like, I love the burritos. Like, like in in, in the town that I'm from, Greenwood, right? Like we used to always go to Mexican restaurants. Like if we if anything big happened, we go to the Mexican restaurant. <laughs> like everybody would like meet at Los Carrillos or everybody would meet at Noah Jose, and they always had these like Mexican names. But the food be busting. Like I'm talking, it be so good, <laughs> but like, and I just like it because like at the AMU on um, what what day was that? Like two days ago? Oh yeah, they had. I was there, but uh, they had tamales and all that. But I got there after, and all they had left was some sweet bread. Yeah, I seen that sweet bread. I bit into it, and I did not like it. Like. I'm not uh, a Mexican. Literally, you, me and Javon, <laughs> there, and you go, man, guys, this, this sweet bread, I haven't eaten it yet, but I know it go hard. <laughs> so we, we had to go and get the sweet bread. Did y'all get it? We did get it. I, Javon really liked it. I thought it was a little dry, but oh, I ate it all. I all mean, right. I, let me let me yeah. clarify. I love Mexican food, but I don't like Mexican desserts. I don't know what they be going on. Like a girl used to bring like candy to school, like suckers. Yeah. And they used to be like spicy. I used to be like, like why? Or, or, yeah. or like or like they used to have like a, uh, like I went to um this Mexican restaurant in South Milwaukee, or it's yeah. not like a restaurant, it's more like a store, like and they had like this Mexican ice cream, Mexican ice cream, and yeah. um <laughs> it was like peach and like t- like cinnamon or something like that or pineapple and cinnamon it was so nasty yeah. bro. and i was like i do not know what these people are eating bro yeah no <laughs> i think hispanic heritage month it's i mean it's fun i mean hispanic culture is oh it's so fun it's amazing the food's amazing the people are amazing i love they had like people doing like yeah mexican dancing oh yeah yeah that's yeah that's at the amu and it's just it was so fun to watch and uh i love uh 
you know, seeing different cultures. And I think every culture should get their own month to celebrate themselves because I know I'm I'm Irish. I love St. Patrick's Day. Mm. I love St. Patrick's Day. I was actually telling my roommate to this. Columbus Day is supposed to be like Italian Pride Day because he was Italian, but I think Italians need something better. Uh, Wait, I, got a I was saying we need like a Robert De Niro Day or something, Da Vinci Man. Day. I was going to say, what is, what, because like, I ain't never did enough for St. Patrick Day except for wore a green shirt. Yeah. So what is St. Patrick Day? What What is the history behind it? Like, do you know anything about it? Uh, there's a saint named Patrick. <laughs> oh, so it's a Catholic thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, so there's a saint named Patrick. I forget what he did, but all I know is that we party <laughs> every, <laughs> every March 17th. And, uh... Oh, St. Patrick's Day is so fun all the time. You gotta get shamrock shakes. I always wear my uh Wait, don't carry those have count. don't those have like mint in them? Yeah. Bro, I ain't never been a fan of like mint except for gum. Like chocolate mint stuff. Like I I agree with you, except for shamrock shakes, just because you have to. Like I don't even think shamrock shakes are that good, but you have to have a shamrock shake on St. Patrick's Day. Bro, like, come like, on. That's like saying like eating like some dry like macaroni on Thanksgiving. Just because like your grandma make it every Thanksgiving, so they make you think like, oh, you gotta have some, even though it ain't that good. You do it, you know. You, you do it for the, for the day. You do it for the day, man. man. St. Patrick's Day is one of the funnest days, and Irish people know how to party. I will say, so I'm Irish and Italian, and the had two family members uh passed away and one was italian we went to italian land everybody was somber everybody was dressed up you know very quiet very somber i go to the irish one it's basically a party everybody's like oh i haven't seen you in years oh how you doing everybody's up and down you know they really celebrate the life of the person they really they tell amazing stories but it's so funny this the contrast between Italian funerals and Irish funerals. Bro, the, uh, the 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 funny thing is where you said like you think every like people should have their own month. You know, like Black History Month, bro. Like we we never do anything for it. You, that's because it's history. I think it should be more prideful. Like it's about Black Pride. <laughs> learn the history. I think yeah, you should celebrate your culture, your heritage. You know, it's more I mean, about just teaching the history. It's about celebrating you. Most cultures have done a lot of amazing stuff, and you should really celebrate that. You should celebrate where you came from. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because, like, black people don't, like, when it comes to, like, days or something, black people don't even be paying attention to the day. They barbecue for no reason. Like, they baby will take their first step. Yeah, we're going to throw something on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to throw something on the grill. Like, they, they could have been dead in the thing. My hey, mama right. just got out of the hospital. We're going to throw something on the grill. Hey, <laughs> any excuse to have some good food, man. Any excuse. So... Now, let's get to our next segment. I had him on throughout the week. He always says that's some white people stuff. (laughs) And I had him throughout the week write stuff down that he thinks is white people stuff. I'm going to tell him if I've done it or not. Okay, bet, bet, bet. That's what you got, man. Okay, so cursing in front of your parent. That I do not do. Uh, Never. Really? They, it would terrify me if I ever cursed in front of my dad. Uh, I know once we get to 18, there's a few words we can say around them, like adult words, but not like any big cuss words. And I definitely have friends I think who do, but I would I got I'd friends never. who I know who do. I done been there when they did it. So I feel like it's different, bro, because you, you like Irish, and, and your family like actually like talk about the Irish culture. Like, but like yeah. with people, people like... Like, I, I know a lot of white friends. I ain't going to drop no names. But they'll be in front of their mama saying the F word, calling people B's, saying S-H-I-T. I'd be like, bro, like, how do you how do you, how yeah. do you say that in front of your mama, bro? <laughs> like, I, I, I try not to curse now, but saying it in front of my mama or my grandma, like, that's just like a level of respect. That, that's like a boundary line yeah. that you don't cross, bro. Because, like, they'll look at you upside your head and be like, what you say? Like, like dang. like I can't Yeah, you don't feel those people who are like, they don't have that respect for their parents, which is. Weird, because those are always the people whose parents do the most for them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's another one, Ma? Okay, I I can swim. Because <laughs> I'm the only person in my family that can swim, right? Yeah. But s- swimming. Swimming in deep places. And when I say swimming, I'm, so, talking, I'm talking about like places where you can't test the bottom. Because black people say, oh, we went swimming, but whole time it was like a four-feet pool where they could test the bottom. <laughs> but, I can barely swim. I can swim enough where I don't die. I... I have not gone swimming in two years. You ain't getting swimming in two years. I have not been in a pool. I've been in a hot tub. I've not been in a pool 
in two years. What, I don't about, think. what about a lake or a beach or something? No, I actually haven't. I my friends, I've been to pool parties. I've been to. I live on a river. I've been on to islands on the river, and everybody's swimming. I don't go in. It is terrifying. I don't like deep water. I can barely swim. Bro, that sucks, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like that's part of like white culture. <laughs> that's like swimming. Like you think you think of white people, you think of like like in the fifties, those old bikinis, yeah. big hair dudes, and you think of them swimming, bro. I love going to the beach. I'll go to where it's shallow and the waves hit me. I don't go that far in. What about skydiving? I've not been skydiving. I would skydive. Uh, I don't like planes, so but. See, that's tough. I might, I might, but I'd do when I'm older because I still got a lot of life to live. All right. This next thing is, <laughs> so old black people do this, but young black people do not, which is drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> they do, young people do not drink beer, but every white dude I have seen up here, every time they go to the party, bro, or something. Instead of like seeing like a like a like a white claw or something in their hand or like a bottle of vodka or something, yeah, they got a Bud Light or a Budweiser. I'm just like, bro, like because so, when I think of a beer, I think of like like old old people sitting on the porch drinking beer. I am Irish. <laughs> I do not drink, but my dad has a beer every night <laughs> with dinner. We'll have a nice Italian meal and he'll have a he'll have a beer with him. He always. Him and his buddies will be on the porch drinking a beer. Most of my friends drink beer. Yeah, beer is mm-hmm. is a lot. And for all of our graduations parties, mm-hmm. we got, like, kegs. Like, we got a lot of beer. See? Another thing would be beer pong. <laughs> I'm guessing y'all beer play pong, beer. Beer pong, yeah. See, we don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> do. I mean, I don't drink either, but, like, I, I know the drinking scene. Yeah. Another thing is go to farmer's markets. <laughs> well, black so, people don't go to farmers bar. We go to the grocery store, bro. Get a pick five. I don't know if that's exactly a white thing. I think that's more of a country thing. Really? Uh, I wouldn't say that. My godmom will go into a, a, a farmer's market tomorrow. Yeah. But, I mean, when you're in a city, it's tough to go to a farmer's market. But I feel like if you really want good, like, food or good ingredients, you got to go to a farmer's market, man. The grocery store is cool, but, like, I've been to farmers markets. Uh, we actually have one every week now in the town right next to mine. It's actually see? really nice. See, do you ever see any color there? I've actually gone there. <laughs> Another thing. All right, next thing is cremation. Cremation. I, I, I've never seen a black person when they die get cremated. They always have funeral. Black people. I mean, white people. They they had like funerals, and when they had a funeral, they had an urn sitting up there. Or uh, you're going you, to wait, a, can you say funeral one more time? A funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna be saying, <laughs> but that's how you say it, bro. A funeral. Bro. A fun. A funeral. Yeah, a funeral. A funeral. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you're Mississippi accent, <laughs> man. It gets me sometimes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, but look though. So I done been into like some some white people's house, and you're walking there in the living room. They got like a. <laughs> like in lover memory, they got a picture. The picture leaning on the urn. I'm just like, bro, why you got an urn? <laughs> like, just like, I feel like that's like waiting to get broke by some bad kids because they yeah. always be made of glass. Or you see like a video or something like, or somebody like dropping an urn and the people just like get out on the ground crying and stuff. I'm like, bro, uh, that's weird. I don't know anybody. My family's been cremated actually. Uh, I know a lot of people who've got their pets cremated and they like mm-hmm. have like a necklace with like a paw on it has the ashes in it <laughs> bro that's uh, like so common too bro yeah but uh i don't know i've not actually known that many people who've been cremated mm-hmm. actually i'm gonna find out anyway next well i know a few white people <laughs> <laughs> next is wait wait wait. but here's the thing like i feel like like cremation would be like okay if the, like the body was like super badly mutilated but black people just have some called a closed casket funeral. Yeah, I kn- I know what a closed casket funeral is. Oh, about. I know, bro. I thought it was just a black thing. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> bro, 
bro. I'm telling you, bro. Black funerals, bro, be, be like the, one of the most dramatic bro, places. Every time ever. you say funeral, <laughs> <laughs> but what, what, what I'm talking about, bro. I'm telling you, black funerals be like some of the most dramatic and emotional places ever, bro. Because like when they have an open casket, right? Yeah. They start playing this music, and, and the music be so sad. Normally they have like a live singer yeah. too, and he be a good singer. Because alright, so my grandma passed away like in uh, like in like in March. Yeah, it was yeah. in March, and and um. She had a singer at her funeral. Like, I, it didn't even phase me when my grandma died. Like, I was sad because she was like 89. She was my great grandma. Yeah. And she had Alzheimer's. So she never even knew my name. So, I, I mean, I, it really didn't phase me. I love my grandma. But when he started singing and everybody around me was going up to the coffin, was, ah, and just hollering and walking away and stuff, it just made me feel some type of yeah. way. When I seen her in the casket, it just like, Made me start crying. I was like, oh. Yeah, but it's definitely it, sad. Uh, yeah, it was pretty sad, though. But I mean, it's always sad, yeah. Live music, though, is definitely something. But uh, <laughs> so my grandpa died. You want to know what live music we had? What? Guess. I'm guessing, like. He's from Ireland. So, like, some bagpipes? Or? Yes, we do. Brother, <laughs> <laughs> they have bagpipes for real? They have bagpipes. I know where I guessed that. Yeah? Okay, what's your next one? We'll do uh one more. Yoga. <laughs> yoga. I will say I need some yoga. I'm not flexible at all, man. I was rock climbing the other day. and That's another one, rock climbing. <laughs> Look at that, that rock climbing. You said another one. Man, mom, we even, we even had a whole thing for you, man. <laughs> yeah, but people, black people don't not rock climb, bro. Like, you, you just gave yourself up when you said rock climbing. Yeah, uh... It's definitely it's fun, but yeah, you need to be flexible for that. So I do need some yoga. I think yoga, it's def. I don't know if it's just a white person thing. I think I see some what, yoga. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you probably got more. I think it's just healthy to do. You know, what, yoga. Yeah, I think you got. I think you got more black people going into like yoga. Yeah, I don't know if that's white person. So, <laughs> so now into our main topic. So I want to talk about film. So I am a big film guy. I'm a digital media major. I always want to be a director. I'm in a filmmaking club. I work in television. Uh, so I'm big into film. Amon, wait, are you... Man. You watch a lot of movies? Man, growing up, boy, like, I loved movies, boy. Especially, yeah. like, I, I, even though I'm 19, bro, I still love cartoon movies, bro. Yeah, like, I like too. I, I love a good cartoon movie. Like, I, I liked Soul. Like, I like, love Soul. Soul went so hard, bro. Yeah. I don't know, like, when he just, like, fell into that sewer hole. Yeah. And just, like, the whole movie, like, took off from there. I was like, man. that that It went so hard, though. Yeah, it definitely did. Uh, yeah, because the animation stuff, because you got to get everything frame by frame. It's actually harder than, like, live action in most cases, because you can just tell a person to walk. If you're animating, you literally have to frame by frame make that person walk. For you real? know? Yeah. They don't, it's not like you play a video game, you just press a button they start walking you have to frame by frame make it's like just a bunch of pictures played very fast yeah yeah each each frame is a picture made by the artist yeah i feel like i've seen like people like flip a picture book yeah and and then it'd be them like that's what uh that's what film is because even when you're watching a movie a video camera is just taking i think the cameras we use are do 30 frames per second so it's taking 30 pictures per second it's playing them back like 30 pictures per second the first ever video was of uh i think it was the first there was a horse galloping and it wasn't on a video camera it was on 15 different cameras lined up all to go off like a time away from each other then you play that back really fast and you see film cameras not digital ones but ones using actual film they you know you know how it has those squares that keep going like all the squares on yeah so uh like melts a picture into those into the film and then you know how like goes you know like uh in the v was it vhs yeah the film goes like up and down like oh yeah that makes sense yeah so when the projectors would play that the film would be going down at a speed to get like 23 i think that was the magic number back then 23 frames per second so go down 23 squares per second and flashlight through it to get that picture onto the screen that makes sense yeah so the main top main thing i want to talk about with film is i feel like there's a cultural disconnect between black people and white people when it comes (laughs) to film because you have so-called black films yeah man and do you have 
Is it like white films? Like I don't know, but uh, Bruh, I don't I don't know if there's necessarily like white films, but I know there's definitely black films. Like I. Ask why somebody, do you think that's a thing? I I just think like when watching a film, I feel like you can connect more. Like like yeah. And, okay, so black people, right? We yeah. we grew up with cable and Disney Channel. Yeah. So obviously all all that stuff is more than likely gonna be like super white people. Yeah. And when I say super white people, just like mainly white people on the screen. Yeah. So when it comes to like black movies, you see people who go through the same thing you go through on a daily basis, but like either they yeah. present it in like a funny way or something like that. Like think of a movie like you've probably never seen this because I ask a lot of white people who's ever have they ever seen this movie and only a few have. Will has seen it, but that's only because he liked black girls. <laughs> uh, Will is my room, by the way, guys. But um, Friday with I, Ice Cube. Okay, everybody's seen Friday. I've no, seen Friday. Everybody has not Every, seen Friday. is a very popular movie. Uh, okay, listen. I'm here. pretty sure my 59 year old white dad's seen Friday. Bruh, listen here. I knew there's this girl, and one of my friends had on a Friday shirt. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I asked her. Well, wait, not wait, listen. everybody's seen it. Yeah, yeah, of course not. But I was like, hey, because she's a white girl, my friend's yeah. a black dude. And I was like, um, what movie is that? And I was like, don't tell her. Here she go, 21 Jump Street. But it was, <laughs> it was, it was obviously a I mean, Ice, Ice Cube and Channing Tatum, they sort of look alike. I'm they don't look know. like Ice Cube and Chris Tucker, though. <laughs> they do not look I like I mean, Chris Tucker and Jonah Hill, they share a lot of qualities. Well, no, know? they do not. <laughs> they are so different. <laughs> Yeah, so deep. but they're like definitely like black movies, just like you know, like Boys in the Hood, and then you yeah. got like those like lower quality. So like, growing up, growing up, right, we had a lot of bootleg movies. You yeah. know what I mean, like a bootleg. Movie. Yeah. So like sometimes we'll be watching a movie, right, and somebody will just get up and walk in front of the camera and stuff like that, or you'll see somebody like waving their hand or somebody yeah. head. <laughs> like I, I seen a meme one time. They had like people like fighting in the camera in front of the movie, bro. So, uh, but. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, it's, a, it's like a lot of black movies, like Shadows or New Jack City or Paid in Full. Like, all these movies are, like, black movies. But, like, anybody can watch them. I'm not saying, like, yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed, to, not allowed to watch them. But they just, like, they're just, like, when you look at them, they're, like, classic black films. Or, like, even looking at, like, some Madea type stuff. Yeah, I, that's another thing I want to get into is a lot of so-called black films are, like, critically panned. Like, all the Madea movies are... Critically panned. You look at uh, you ever seen the movie uh Eddie Murphy's and it's called Dolomite is my name. Uh, it's about movie Dolomite that came back out back in the day and the critics said it was like the worst movie ever, but the black community loved it. And another show called Black AF kind of touched into this. Oh yeah, is Black AF with uh Issa right? Is it? Is it? I forget his name. I only saw the one episode, but I thought it was really interesting conversation they were starting. He is a black director and he wants critics to love him of course and he would play and he had a really bad movie that he thought was really bad and critics would hate but he played it for his black family they loved it mm-hmm. but he thought it would the critics would hate it and, and then he talks to tyler perry medea movies obviously known for this type of stuff for critics hanging up with black people loving it and he says well you're making the movie for black people not for critics and it's for that community. And so what if the critics hate it? And I think it's an interesting conversation about that. Uh, do you think there's a reason why critics hate black movies so much? Like I don't want to say all black movies because yeah. obviously Ice Cube's movies usually do really well. But, I mean, uh, Ice, Cube, Ice Cube movies like... Like Boys in the Hood, critics love that. Friday, critics love that. Especially Boys in the Hood. I think that was like 95 on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Yeah, I feel like I feel like those movies just like exploded because they were just like so good like like yeah. they, they could like cross over how we were talking about last week how about crossing them but i i think it's because like a lot of critics i i, I just don't think they could relate yeah that's 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 i, I um they probably i know they got black critics I know yeah they got but like when it comes i feel like they go by like a definitely like a like a scheduled thing of events like do, do yeah. they check these boxes and if they don't check these boxes then the critics are like mm, nope nope Throw a yeah. rotten tomato, but like, well, I know the higher rotten tomatoes mean the movie's better, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just think, bro, it's like they definitely probably don't get it from the same point of view. Like, like I love the movie Don't Be a Menace, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's with uh Sean and Marlon Wayans, bro, and it's such a funny movie, bro. And I wouldn't say that it's a black movie, though. Yeah, but I think critics love that movie. 
I think that the concept of a black movie, I think it's going to fade away sort of now because you have black movies on the mainstream because you think before it'd be a lot harder for a black director to get a big budget. Mm-hmm. But now you're seeing blockbusters like Black Panther, mm. who's a all <laughs> black a cast. Thing, yeah, but it's a big budget movie that's like a full black cast plus Bilbo Baggins and uh, directed by a black man. And you're giving a lot of these directors more and more uh, money, more big budget, like blockbusters. Like you'll see more and more black people in blockbusters, more and more black directors in blockbusters. You'll still see those low budget black movies that are just aimed towards the black community. But I think it's sort of, we talked about crossing over. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you're going to see a lot more crossing over and the Oscars are trying to include more diversity and all that. Uh, so I think it's definitely interesting to see that. Do you think there'll still be black movies like that's just for black community? Or do you think these directors will try and get those big budget movies, those mainstream blockbusters? The reason why I think that like there won't be as many black black movies, or probably not that many at all, because because of the black directors getting bigger budgets and because of the the lack of like community that crowds around the black movies. Because like when I was growing up and and during my mom and them time, they had DVD players. Like everybody would come over to somebody's yeah. house and 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 watch the movie watch the DVD player, but now everybody got their own Netflix account, yeah. own HBO Max account. They watch what they want to watch. They don't really... Yeah. And nowadays, like, when people watch movies together, it's more than likely like a date night thing. It's not like a bring a lot of people over. But back yeah. then, like, we, I'd play this... We'd play the same movie. Like, I'd wake up to, like, you know, like, when you put a DVD in and, and it, it'd be on the screen where you press play and it show all the, like, <laughs> pictures of the movie. It'd be having that same music. I'd, I'd fall asleep with a movie on, wake up in that play thing on. But, like, now we, we don't use DVD players no more, and we don't have to buy. So another thing, we used to buy bootleg TVs. I mean, I said bootleg TVs. Bootleg DVDs yeah. from, from the DVD man. Yeah. Like he'll pull up in the hood, and he'll just pop his trunk. And my mama and everybody else in the hood, mama would go out and see what he had up in, the, up in there. The CDs never had no picture on the front of them. <laughs> the movie name was always wrote with a marker, bro. <laughs> it, was, it was always wrote with a permanent yeah. marker. Like, you'll see the new Cars movie. It'll just say cars, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't see Lightning McQueen on there or nothing. it just say cars. But just, like, stuff like that, like, you don't have that, like, life no more. Like, that's not a thing anymore. Like, like yeah. people don't even, like, like have CDs. Like, cars don't even make, like, CDs CD have, like, um, their radios don't even have CD players anymore. So, like, yeah, that's definitely interesting because you also think that uh, movie theaters were closed down for so long, so a lot of new movies are coming out of streaming. So I guess the topic I also want to talk to you is about movie theaters so do you still like going to the movies so growing up like in my town we didn't have a movie theater yeah like the closest movie theater was like an hour away in greenville really so i probably like when i was young i probably went to the movie theater like three times i remember seeing mary poppins <laughs> i like the the newer one yeah i've seen that i remember seeing like uh the penguins movie what was that penguin movie Mr. 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 Popper. Popper's Penguins. Yeah, Mr. Popper's Penguins. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah Jim Carrey. Yeah, I don't. I, I I didn't see that many movies growing up. All the movies I seen, I waited till they came out on on bootleg DVD. Yeah. Or, or when Netflix became a thing. Or. Well, how about now? Because I've gone to the movies with you. I know probably go a lot more now. You're in Milwaukee. Do you like still? Do you enjoy going to movies? Would you or would you rather watch them at home? To be honest, I I like the fact of going to the movie because I feel like it gets me out. Yeah. And like I definitely like. If I had a girlfriend, right, I'd definitely go take her to the movies. But yeah. Like, just, like, me on my own or just, like, going, going like, even making that event, I probably wouldn't go, bro. Because, like, you got to pay for yeah. the movie. And then, then you got to get there and pay expensively for some popcorn. And when you can just buy it at the crib, you got, like, I wanted to buy some candy when we went to sing Chang-Chi. Or Shang-Chi. Or Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I had grabbed, like, three things of, like, gummy. Like, yeah. gummy. And I seen that it was, like, Twelve dollars, yeah. and it was just like a regular bag that you'd pay like four bucks for in front of the store. I'm like, I like, man, I put it back, and I just ate, I just ate some, uh, some of one of the person stuff that went with us. I was like, bro, I'm not buying it. You got me messed up. Yeah, see, I'm definitely on the opposite. I love going to theaters. Before COVID hit, I go to the movies every week. Uh, I'd go, I think every Tuesday because it was five dollars mm-hmm. on Tuesday, so I go every Tuesday to see a movie, and I hate going to movies with people 
I always go to movies alone. I saw one of my favorite YouTubers actually did a video on this. But the only person I can go to the movies with is my mom. Uh, but what? <laughs> it's because she's quiet and all that and doesn't really distract from the movie at all because I hate people who talk I hate people who talk to the movies. I hate that. <laughs> I hate people who chew loudly, breathe loudly, or any distractions in the movies. I hate. If you're one of those people who like get up or say something funny, it's the worst thing in a movie. It takes you out of it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, but I like going alone. You have no distractions. I kind of, you know, I really can like, uh, I don't know how to say it, but like really uh, submerse myself into the movie because I don't have any distractions. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I can, a- once the movie's over, I can form my fir- own opinion before I talk to people because when you go with somebody, as soon as you get out, you got to talk about the movie and you're listening to other people's opinions before you can form your own opinion. Uh, and I don't know, it was always kind of therapeutical for me going to alone. It was kind of, it was an escape from reality. And I always, I love going to movies. I it think it's funny how you, how you said the only person that you're going to movie with is your mama. I cannot watch a movie with my mama. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause like, say if we watching a scary movie, right? Yeah. And every jump scare, my mama going to be like, oh, my oh. mom does gasp a lot. Or, uh, like my mom respond. Like she'd be like, oh. Oh, like or or respond like, and then like it's funny because my little brother like love being around my mom. So like since he'd been around her so long, he start acting like her. That's <laughs> like scary movie. He'd be like, oh, he need to watch yeah. out. He need yeah. to watch out. Also, you said going to a date on movies, bro. That's the worst date because you cannot even talk to the person like for two hours, however long the movie is. Movie dates, I do not enjoy, man. I ain't never been on a date at, at a movie theater. I haven't. It's just like. You're just like sitting next to each other quiet just for two hours. You're just sitting next to each other quiet. Okay, another thing I also want to ask you is when you watch a movie, what do you want to get out of it? What do you want the experience to be like, you know? Man, it, it depends on what movie I'm watching. Like if I'm watching like a movie like The Dictator, which is a hilarious movie, bro. So I want to laugh. Yeah, so comedy, you want to laugh. Horror, you want to get scared. And what about like a drama or something? With a drama, I just want to, like, see some stuff be like, ooh, he's serious there. Or, or, or just, like, seeing some stuff that had, like, it's a movie, like, um, that's, that's um, it's kind of, like, romantic, but then, like, a sad at time. It's called Brotherly Love. Yeah. Wait, I think it's called Brotherly Love. I'm pretty sure it's called Brotherly Love. Yeah, with, like, Kiki Palmer in it and stuff. Do you know who Kiki Palmer is? I might. It's a black don't movie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a black movie, bro. But it's, 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 it goes so hard, bro. And it's, like, a drama. And, like, in that movie, like, you just, like, you see stuff that happened and you just, like, Man, I didn't know that happened. Or have you ever seen a movie like Seven Pounds uh, with Will Smith? Okay, basically in the movie he like gives like different parts, body body parts away after he kills himself. Yeah, and it's like so like heart wrenching. What do you call the movies that like? What's that? What's that genre? It's called drama, I guess. Oh, I'm guessing it's called drama. Yeah, so that's a drama. Yeah, I I I love I like them type of. What's your favorite genre? My genre would definitely be comedy, bro. Because I, like I, I love to laugh, but like, because I love stand up comedy too. My yeah. stand up comedian would probably be like Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I know you're talking about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's my point, man. I like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting because comedy is probably, comedy and horror, I'd say, are my least favorite genres mm-hmm. just because I think now you a lot of times you see it, they're just focusing on making a person laugh and not really like telling the story. Yeah. They're not telling a story. They're not like, it's not really a film. It's just like a bunch of SNL skits stitched together. Like Adam Sandler movies. Mm-hmm. Other than happy. Wait, 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 more. time out, time out, wait, time out. Time out. I cannot let you get off on my boy, Adam Sandler like that. Cause Adam Sandler, like, my- Oh, I love Adam Sandler. Oh, I love Adam Sandler. I love happy Gilmore. I'm just saying, cause I have f- a soft spot for water boy, but the rest of the comedies, I can't really stand and wow. My favorite Adam Sandler movie has been Grown Ups 2, bro. Have you watched Grown Ups 2? I've seen Grown Ups. I bro. saw it in theaters. So for a long time we used to live in we used to live in a house and and we didn't have no cable, but we had this network. <laughs> so so, yeah. you, so before the cable got cut off, we had it recorded. And every day I used to come home from school, I used to watch Grown Ups 2. Yeah. I used to know that movie like back and forth. Like Shaq was in that movie. It was, it, it, the movie had so many like big stars in it. And it was such like funny yeah, movie. No, I enjoyed it a lot as a kid, but now I'm older. See, I don't, now I just don't rewatch those Adam Sandler movies because I know I'm not going to like them mm-hmm. compared to as, as I was a kid. 
Because, but when I watch a movie, you know, I want I love visuals and sound are the most important things to me. My favorite movie of all time is Tron Legacy. I don't think the story is amazing. I don't even know if the acting is amazing, but the Daft Punk soundtrack Daft mixed Punk. with the visuals makes it amazing to me. I love Blade Runner. I love Dunkirk. Both those movies not really character driven or anything. They're driven by the visuals uh, and sounds. Have you ever watched like the new Blade Runner? What is it? Twenty forty six. Yeah, that's what I just said. Blade oh. Runner twenty. Oh, that's what I meant. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I think. Oh, twenty forty nine. Yeah, yeah. it had like Batista in it. Yeah, Batista was in for a little bit. Ryan Gosling. I love Ryan Gosling. He's one of my favorite actors. I agree. Uh, I liked him in the Pokemon movie. That's Ryan Reynolds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the same person. No, I thought it was like Ryan Gosling was in Lowland Drive. Bro, I swear uh, they look alike, bro. They don't look alike. Bruh, I, I'm telling you, bro. What is it? Ryan Runner and Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling looks like Jared Goff. Jared Goff, man. But, uh, yeah, and also what I want to get out of movies, I love philosophy. philosophy. And a lot of movies, I love the deeper meanings. I love when it gets you thinking. You know, I watched a video today about the philosophy of Parasite. Have you ever seen Parasite? No. It no. was it won uh, Best Picture a couple years ago. It was the first, I think, non-English movie to ever win. Best picture is South Korean movie. And it uses visuals a lot to tell, uh, to give meaning. Because every set was created mm-hmm. for that movie. So every single thing has meaning in it. And uh, so I don't really want to spoil it, but it's... I probably never watched it. <laughs> well, it's about a family that lives in these underground houses in South Korea that were made as bunkers for the Cold War. But after... Uh, South Korea like industrialized and the population boom. They had to use it to uh, as housing, and it's not great places to work in. And uh, then they leech off a richer family to make money. They like pretend to be different workers and all work for that family. But every visual in that movie means something. The house they live in underground, it's you know symbolized that they're below, and then the Rich family has to walk up three sets of stairs just to get to their front door while the other family goes down a set of stairs to get to their front door. And then they also had, like, the toilet as high, as close to the roof as they can to show how uncomfortable it is. It shows that the, since it's such a tight space, the family's a lot closer together always to show that ah. the family's closer together than the rich family because they're all spread apart. And there's another thing in it that I love is uh, the... Uh, rich family, the one kid is obsessed with Native Americans. Yeah, they're obsessed. They like American stuff because the one uh, girl from the poor family pretends to be uh, uh, English teacher from the University of Illinois. And once the rich mother hears Illinois, they're like, "Oh my God, an American teacher! Like she went to school in America." Because so obsessed with America, and then the kid liking Native Americans, even though. The story of Native Americans is actually like American now has not been the history's not been kind from the United States of America towards Native Americans. It sort of symbolizes how like the family, the disconnect the family has to all of this, how the rich family lives so high above the other family about the disconnect. And there's just so many other little meanings. There's a rock in it that has the a most rock. meaning in the entire thing. It would I wish I had more time to explain the meaning of Parasite because it's amazing. But when I see a movie, I love those hidden meanings. I love when it gets me thinking. It gets these different philosophies. Uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels, Wisecrack, it's a bunch of philosophers and they talk about the philosophy in these movies. And because, like, I feel like the way we watch movies is different. You want to get, you know, comedy, you want to get a fun time out of it. I want to get <laughs> these. Make me sound like deeper. a white girl at a party. Yeah, but. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because uh, what's your favorite comedy movie? My favorite comedy movie. Oof, that's a. What's I, your favorite movie that you think I've seen? Favorite movie that I think you've seen. Oh, my favorite movie is Just Mercy, which is not okay, a comedy. Yeah. It's with Michael B. Jordan, and he's like a lawyer. Yeah, but I love not, that movie. You, have you watched it? I saw it when it came out. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Oh, yeah. That's that's my favorite movie, bro. Because that's like your favorite movie. Because, like, the death row like like all my life bro i've always been fascinated with like like prisons like i don't want to (laughs) go i don't want to go but yeah but like the way prisons work and the way they got people and then like 
I was just looking at this, like, you know, how prisons exploit their prisoners and make money off them and stuff like that. But I've always been fascinated with, like, death row people. And, and like, that movie just, like, brought it to life how he, like, failed that case and then that dude got executed. And then, yeah. then, then he brought that other dude home. And it just made me think, like, like I got a cousin, right, who 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 been in jail so many times, right? And and, and it just I always every time I I watch the movie, I always I always think about him. That's like, another thing I love. I love those historical movies that shine light on things that you would never hear about. I yeah. love Judas and the Black Messiah. Came out last year. I think it was my favorite movie mm-hmm. last year. Uh, about Fred Hampton. Yeah. I didn't know who Fred Hampton was before that, and I think everybody should know who Fred Hampton was. The government killed him for being the leader of the Black Panthers. I think it shine light on something that you normally wouldn't know about, that most people wouldn't know about because the government, you know, tried to cover it up. Look at Richie. Look at Richie telling <laughs> what the government did. Okay, okay. We, I, sound, yeah. we sound alike a little bit. We sound alike a little bit. Come on. Well, the government, they did. It's actually proven they mm-hmm. did kill Fred Hampton because he's leader of uh, the Black Panther Party, and he was uniting people. He wasn't just mm-hmm. – I forget. Oh, I forget what it is. It was called like a some kind of union movement, but it was different groups. So it wasn't just the Black Panthers. They joined up with uh, a Hispanic group mm-hmm. and a Southern Pride group. Like you know the Pride Boys. Who the Pride Boys? Oh, is that like a LGBTQ Proud Boys? Thing? No, it's a white supremacist thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was like one of those. Now a group like that. I don't know if they're still around, but he united all them, showing that telling them how the struggle is not between black and white people it's between poor people and rich people and how the government's trying to keep people down because they're uh black panthers are very socialist oh bro uh, sorry sorry bro but i gotta cut you off right there that, that makes me think about one of my one of my favorite bible verses <laughs> Whereas, always the bible. <laughs> and like ephesians 6 paul, paul talks about the struggle is not against flesh and blood and the same yeah. thing we just said it's not against white people and black people, but it's against the government. Because he said, but the fight is against the, the rulers and the principalities. And it just yeah. made me think, like, that's the same thing. That's the basic same thing. And it just, like. Yeah, so <laughs> to continue that, Fred Hampton, so they gone, they framed him. He just him. skips the Bible. He's just like, yeah, well, <laughs> I want to finish this. So the <laughs> government frames Fred Hampton, gets him to go to jail. He gets out. And the Black Panthers were doing a lot of good community. They had a lot of social programs, feeding mm-hmm. Uh, black kids who couldn't uh, like how food stamps are now. Yeah. The Black Panthers were doing that before. That was a thing. They were doing a lot of good, and they were spreading a lot of socialism throughout, which scared the government a lot. I'm guessing. And you know their tagline was "I am a revolutionary," and uh, the government went down. So they had a uh, narc who is the main character of the movie. Actually, so Fred Hampton's not the main character. It's the guy who. He was a black guy. He got arrested, and the government said, we won't send you to jail if you go undercover for the Black Panthers. And he's played by Lakeith Stanfield. I love Lakeith Stanfield. I think he should have been nominated for Oscar. Then the guy, Daniel Kaluuya, I think how you say his name, won the Oscar so he was for Best rat. Supporting Actor for Fred Hampton. But, uh, yeah, so he was, and he ended up, uh, I think, in 1996, I want to say he killed himself because he actually, the night Fred Hampton was killed, he was sent in and put something in Fred Hampton's drink to drug him. And the FBI, I think it was the FBI, it might have just been a SWAT team, raided the house Fred Hampton and I think six other Black Panthers were sleeping in. Fred Hampton was sleeping with his pregnant wife when it happened. I think they said that uh, the Black Panthers shot two bullets back and the government shot, or the SWAT team shot, 118 they shot fred hampton so fred hampton's wife survived it they took her out of the room when they killed fred hampton but she overheard them say is he still breathing saying yes gunshots not anymore uh and it was proven that the government did kill him because the government tried saying that they attacked them first and then they proved that there's one guy at the door after the government shot who shot two shots and then fred hampton of course was drugged so he was sleeping and uh they killed him in his sleep but it shines Judas and black messiah shines light on that and it brings it as you said crossing over Judas and black messiah 
was a very mainstream movie got nominated for a lot of oscars mm. so it's also showing white people that stuff that they probably would have never researched they would have never known about if it wasn't for i would have never known about that mm-hmm. if it was for that movie i think movies have a strong uh presence i to think shine the, lights uh, on stuff like the movie uh spotlight too spotlight. about the catholic church <laughs> covering up all those rapes i know you always say <laughs> on the catholic church but yeah Bro, you see different movies like that then uh the other one with mark ruffalo that came out the other year about uh teflon uh about how they were poisoning waters and uh responsible for a lot of deaths and i think it was in west virginia and how they were covering all that up shines lights on those things that you wouldn't see well we're about out of time anything you want to say going away <laughs> man nah nah i'm good but I appreciate it. Well, yeah, I just want to say I want to tell everybody, please go out to the theaters. Keep movies alive, man. I love movies more than anything else, and it helps a lot going out to theaters. Well, I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> man, stay at home, bro. Save your money. <laughs> Save your money. I was support filmmakers. Support filmmakers. Green Knight, that's one. Everybody should go see that one. Support movies, man. All right, well, we'll catch you next time. This has been Ain't So Black and White with Richie Lyons. And Amon Edwards. Peace, y'all.